Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Robert. Hello, Bruce. Hello, Susan. Hello, Robert. Hello, Bruce. Okay, we got that down. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Today, our guest is going to be Carolyn Shelby, one of the hosts of SEO 101 here on Webmaster Radio. I think uh, many of you have listened. I've actually been on that show. That's That's a great show. Good. Uh, She also writes about search marketing on the Search Engine Roundtable uh, and on her own personal blog, which is, of course, (laughs) Seashell, if you can spell that, seashell.com. Yeah, this is Virginia, and I'm actually going to be talking to Carolyn about writing content for SEO. Um, She, on her blog, you'll see she offers quite a few writing services from copy to press releases, and she also authors a few blogs, so I think she will have um, some insight to give us into the SEO writing process, and you can check that out in the next segment. Writing goes pretty well with today's topic. Uh, right now, I thought we'd discuss the first step in that writing process, and certainly it is probably one of the biggest steps and, and most important step in the whole process, keyword research. Uh, basically, if you don't have a target, it's hard to hit it. <laughs> it's all over the board. Um, how do we actually start the process? I think that a majority of people look at this in, in two different ways, actually. One, if you're a brand new site um, and you're not exactly sure who your target audience is, you have to really go out and see what else is out there. Just look at a competitor's websites, see what they're doing. And this, even for people that already have websites, this is a good idea. Um, and see what type of terminology they're using um, in their titles and in their head sections and on their page in general um, and start just doing some general data mining. There's obviously plenty of tools out there to help you do some of that. Um, our own KDA will actually pinpoint terms that are, are used most often and obviously there's other similar tools out there that can really help, help you with this process so it's not such a manual um, ordeal. Uh, an even lower tech solution, and one that I generally start with, like because I'm coming from the writing side, is just sitting down and brainstorming. You know, what are the things you say when you're talking about your subject? You know, those are those are probably going to be your keywords. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what you're dealing with, though, is um, if it's a mature site, that's a little bit of a different story. I mean, a mature site may be coming to you with pay-per-click keywords, some analytics data. You know what converts. You know what isn't converting. Um, Many times you're going to find that people think that their site is about something and it isn't. We've had people tell us about keywords that aren't even on the site. Um, so analysis of the site is a very, very important step. Sometimes it tells you what 
is there, and sometimes it'll actually help you identify what isn't there. I think that's important. The new Google tool, that's good for queries. Do you drive your uh, keyword list by what people search for, or is that actually not a good way to start keywords? No, I think that's a great way to start keywords. Obviously, if there's active traffic for a term, chances are, and it's relevant to your, your whatever you're going to be providing, chances are you want to try to acquire those people and yeah. get them to go to your website. Relevancy is key. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you want to make sure that you're at least kind of targeted. Targeting right. something incredibly broad for something that's incredibly niche is... Right. Frankly, kind of idiotic. <laughs> so let's assume that we have some good keywords. They're pretty well targeted. You still also need return on investment type numbers, right? Right. I mean, you could be spending a lot of energy to get a lot of people into your site that never convert. Sure. Uh, so conversion, I think, is important. Definitely, definitely. You're exactly right. Throughout any process, you really need to make sure that you have analytics in place so that when you do finally decide on certain targets, you make sure that those targets actually do end up converting for you and you're not just wasting time. Um, yeah, that's absolutely why an analytics program is just critical. If you're not tracking, you know, you're throwing money, you know, all over the place and you don't know whether it's going good or you don't or going bad or, you know, anything at all. I think the future of SEO from a ranking point of view, while it's nice to know how you rank I think it's also critical to understand that this SEO program is actually generating traffic that organic search or pay-per-click, but in particular in our case now we're talking about organic search, Mm -hmm. is generating traffic to your site. Uh, That gets in to a great extent in the long tail kind of factors. You may optimize for 50 keywords and get traffic for 500 keywords. Right. Long tail is a big play here, and analytics helps you understand where you're actually getting that traffic. Right, and while you're doing keyword research, it's important to remember exactly that, that long tail terms are where you're going to get a lot of good converting traffic, but also those long tail terms do another thing. They actually help you theme and support areas of your, of your website, so you're not just using the same term over and over and over again. Um, from a reader's perspective, that can become fairly annoying yeah. <laughs> to see the exact same permutation of a phrase over and over and over again. So you want to be able to be more natural. Um, and people search naturally. I mean, okay, sure, yes, a lot of the, the two, three-word phrases get a lot of traffic. I'm not, not saying that. Um, but a lot of times those terms are more um, research oriented and aren't by terms. They're, they're terms for what people are not really exactly sure what they're looking for, um, and, and they themselves are doing research. Yeah, I think that one thing that we cover in training often is the stemming issue. You know, that's another thing that you have to look at when you're doing keyword research. And I want to slide over real quick to a different topic that's so, sort of related um, training. <laughs> I, I really wanted to just stick this in there because I'm more excited about it is that at SMX East, we're going to be doing the SEO tool set training course. for We're going to make the three-day standard course a two-day course and put that in conjunction with SMX East in October, and that's just going to be, I think, an incredible opportunity. Right. This will be the first time that we're actually going to be doing it on the East Coast. One of the things that uh, we'll discuss here... Uh, for all of you that are listening that are planning on going to SMX East, as you know, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is the conference. Thursday, Friday is the training. And there's actually, because it's offered through SMX 
East, you can actually sign up for the training right on their website, and there's a discount on the training if you're also attending the conference. So it's targeted for people who are uh, with businesses. It isn't so much targeted for SEOs. It is a standard course, not horribly advanced, but it is to get somebody up and going and, and helping them understand how to do SEO in a corporate environment. I think it'll be a really, really good opportunity for some people. Um, so anyway, we are out of time for this section. Um, after the break, Virginia is going to be talking to Carolyn Shelby about how she uses keywords to create optimized copy for sites and press releases. Stick around because more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com? Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LIRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Stand by for the hook. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders in advertising and marketing about the state of the industry today. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the Advertising Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I am talking with Carolyn Shelby. 
Um, and she's the host of SEO 101 here on Webmaster Radio. Uh, thanks for joining me, Carolyn. Well, thank you well, for thank having you for me. Having this me. is wonderful. It's different to be on a, another person's show for a change, right? I know. I'm going to make you do all the hard work. <laughs> Hopefully not too hard. Um, but so how did you get into SEO? Well, that's actually a fascinating story. Um, it all started out at Denny's, um, but that's a much, much longer part of the story. So at Denny's, yeah. At Denny's, I know. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, okay, in a nutshell, real quick, I was waitressing at Denny's, and these guys were having dinner, and they were talking about internet-y things, and this is like in 1993, maybe... No, okay, early 1994, and I knew about the internet, so I, you know, being the friendly waitress that I was, I'd go, oh, hey, I know what you're talking about, and we chatted for a little while, and they left a business card, and I uh, threw it away, because I get a lot of business cards, and um, like two weeks later, I saw them again in the basement at the math building over at school, and they started telling me about this internet service provider they were starting up. And I thought that was a fascinating concept because AOL really wasn't even around yet. You know, it was that kind of new. They, they wrote their own web server because Apache didn't exist. And um, it, was, it was all very, very, very neat stuff. So I quit my job at Denny's to go help them start up the ISP. And as the, the fledgling web emerged, I got to be the webmaster because I took the time to learn how to do the HTML. And I had the sense to not put up fractal images with pot leaves all over them on our mm. business site because one of them actually did that. Um, so that got to be my job. And uh, so, okay, so now I'm the webmaster and I'm, I'm running this ISP. Um, and at some point along the way, search engines came around because it started out with, you know, directories. And I was in all the directories. It was fine. But when the search engines came around, they were like, it was a competition, now, because there were, by this time, you know, other people in town had gotten websites, and there were a number of us now, and I needed to be first, because I'm a very competitive person, and when I'm not first, I get itchy and hivey. So, <laughs> it, it, all start, it all sort of started out by, you know, my obsessive-compulsive desire to be number one, and <laughs> uh, it, it just... It, it is a good trait to have, but it just, you know, it just sort of went from there. And I didn't, in the beginning, I didn't even realize what I was doing with SEO. I just thought it w I was making things, you know, friendly for the search engines. Um, I wouldn't say that I really started touting, oh, hey, I know how to do this and calling it SEO until, oh, I don't know, a couple, couple three years ago, maybe. You know, so mm -hmm. I've been doing this all along. I just didn't know it. Well, that is an interesting story. But one of the things that you started early on in your career with the web was uh, Lafayette Online. And that was kind of like yeah. a directory when you started it, right? Uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a, a little Yahoo mimic uh, when I first mm -hmm. started it. Um, and I started it as part of the ISP so that we would get some free publicity in the local media. And it worked. It worked fantastically. I mean, we were on the CBS News, well, the local CBS affiliate, like three or four times. Uh, I was on the front page of the uh, Lafayette Business Digest. We were in the Journal and Courier. We were in, you know, we were everywhere for like two weeks, and it was, it was just fantastic. Um, and then when we sold the ISP, uh, the company that bought 
didn't want Lafayette online. And I said, okay, can I keep it? And they said, um, go ahead. So I did. Um, and I've just been running it ever since, you know, I've, I've been approached to sell it a couple times and I just, it's one of those things that I, uh, you know, it's my baby. So I think I'm going to hang on to it. I'm actually in the middle of redesigning it right now and I should be ready to relaunch. Uh, hopefully this week we're really, really, really close on the relaunch, but the sites, the site just turned 13. So it's kind of, you know, internet years, that's like 310. So right. it was due for a facelift, a little Botox and we should be good to go for another 10 or 13, I think. Um, and for anyone listening, that's lafayette-online.com. So do you write all the content for the site? Yeah, I do. Uh, I started out by collecting, well, actually, when I first started out, I went to the Visitor and Conventions Bureau, and I asked them for permission to use their stuff, and they gave it to me. But later on, they, um, well, two, two, three years later, they decided to put up their own website and then suddenly conveniently forgot that they told me it was okay that I used their stuff. Uh, so I ended up having to rewrite a bunch of it. But I write pretty much everything that's on that site. There's a lot of news items that I get that are taken from wires um, or press releases that I get from local businesses. Uh, the University Newswire, I have a um, I have reprint permission from them to use their stuff as is. Uh, I've got a PR Newswire uh, reprint agreement, and then I've got like like I said the the press releases that the businesses send me. And some of those I actually do have to touch up because they're not written by, they're not written by journalists and sometimes the people just write them themselves. So just to make sure that stylistically they continue to read very professionally and, and newsy, I sometimes have to go over them and reor- you know rearrange the paragraphs a little bit, rewrite the headlines, strip out the marketing talk. That's one of my pet peeves is that you can't, you can't end sentences with exclamation points. You can't make editorial comments that aren't in quotes, you know, things like that. But um, the the descriptive copy and the static pages, I do, I write all that crap myself. (laughs) Well, you just like kind of um, shot out a whole bunch of great ways for people to get content um, ideas or ideas, you know, for their content, like um, other people's press releases or, um, the news wires and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, the really ways, uh, set up a Google alert. You know, if you've got a very specific topic that your site is about, set up Google alerts for keywords that are, you know, relevant to your topic. And it'll tell you every time someone blogs about something. I have, um, I have Google vanity alerts, um, you know, little alerts set up for the city, you know, Lafayette, West Lafayette, Purdue University, stuff like that. When uh, Obama and Clinton were campaigning in Indiana prior to the Indiana primary, uh, CBS News had a blog, and it wasn't even like news news, and it wasn't anything that showed up in the mainstream news, but they were just entries from one of the reporters that was sent to follow the bus around. So every time there was new news posted about, you know, whatever they're doing in Indiana, and if it said the word Lafayette in it, I'd get the alert about it, and then I could go read it, and I'd summarize it or, you know, use that as a reference to write another article. Like, you know, there was, um, I got a press release from the local bus company that there were going to be detours and, um, you know, rerouting going on around the main uh, bus terminal because it's also where they were going to have the rally. And so I used part of that CBS blog to, you know, 
puff up the story a little bit. What I what started out as a simple, oh hey, you know, bus three A isn't going to stop at the depot today because of the rally, ended up being you know maybe twice as long because I had the opportunity to say to talk about Obama and Clinton and their campaigns and where they're going to stop and what time they're going to stop and what they plan on doing when they're in town. So it all kind of works together. The other nice thing about that is I had the local information, which is what I was trying to get out, but by adding in. <laughs> adding in the information about, you know, the candidates, that tripped all sorts of triggers all over the internet. So I got a lot more hits because people that were watching for information about the candidates, not necessarily about, you know, Little Lafayette, Indiana, got the alerts about about Obama or got the alert about Clinton and came to the site and looked at it for that reason. So, you know, by making sure that you're including as much relevant information as you can, you, you're increasing the odds that someone's going to notice your, your article and come to your site, and that's going to increase your page views. That's really cool. Um, do you have any uh, tips that you can give on like how to make sure your content is like SEO'd? Um, making sure it's SEO'd would be including, you know, embedding hyperlinks, seeding hyperlinks within the content. Um, are you talking about press releases specifically or content in general? Um, okay, let's go with press releases. Okay, with press releases, you want to have um, you want to have certain keywords and keyword phrases within the press release hyperlinked to the appropriate page on your site. Now, um, you know, there's a press release I wrote a few was a month month and a half ago for a medical site. Um, you know, that dealt with back problems. So as I'm describing the site in the press release, when the word phrase back pain came up, I made sure that that got hyperlinked back to the page we wanted to rank for back pain. And when the phrase, you know, actually it was just a keyword, when osteoporosis came up, I made sure that got linked to the right page. And you don't have to do a ton of them. In fact, I advise against doing a ton of them because people people get a press release that's like all links and then you go, oh yeah, I'm so stripping these out and they're not going to make it anyway. But you just do a couple well-placed ones that are relevant and make sense. You know, more than likely the people who get the press release are going to let it slide. If it gets picked up by scrapers that don't have the, I know that there's a way that they can strip out all the links. Some places do that. Some places don't though. So, you know, banking on the chance that you're going to get scraped by places that leave the links in there you want to go ahead and have them in there because your content is going to get scraped anyway. There's really not a whole lot you can do to stop it. I mean, unless you're Dave Naylor who likes to, you know, just send out, you know, (laughs) incessant streams of filth to scare people off from scraping his site. (laughs) Um, You know, short of doing that, you can't, you just have to work within the, the framework of it's going to happen. I just have to deal with it. So, you know, when life deals with lemons, you make lemonade and the lemonade is, you gotta you gotta have a couple backlinks in there that are gonna, you know, send people over to your site and help you out a little bit. So that's I mean, aside from making sure you've got keywords in there, um, the link back to your site, um, and give yourself credit at the bottom, you know, at the bottom or at the top of the of the the press release. And if you're running the press release on your own site, you know, make sure that in your RSS feed you've got you know your name possibly your, well, just make sure your RSS feed's set up correctly. I guess that's the best way to phrase it, but mostly, you know, focus on your keywords. Make sure that it's everything's relevant. Don't put in 
extraneous crap that doesn't belong in the press release because it'll just get cut out or people will decide that your stuff is garbage. Thank you. I, mean, I will have kind of that in mind. Next time I write a press release, that's still new with myself. Don't put in the extraneous crap. There you go. <laughs> Good words to remember. <laughs> no extraneous crap. Um, well, anyway, we're out of time. A lot of it. So thank you for coming on the show, Carolyn. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and you can read more from Carolyn about copywriting and SEO in general at seashell.com. And that is C-S-H-E-L.com. Don't go typing in the, uh, the ocean creature. And, of course, you can also hear her on SEO 101. That's Wednesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. In the next segment, Susan and I will follow up with more on how we approach the copywriting process here at Bruce Clay. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit Referback.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host, David Zatella, and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm Once again, here's Bruce Clay. 
Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie here with Susan Esparza, um, and we make up two-thirds of the Bruce Clay writing team. Susan is the senior editor here. So we thought we'd take some time to cover some tips for creating copy and SEO'd content. SEO copywriting um, is, you know, kind of an art, a little bit of a science, but mostly it's it's an art, and just you kind of have to finesse it to make it fill on the web page but there are some basic guidelines that you can follow in order to really create some you know very strong content that both the search engines are going to go for and that people are going to go for obviously the first you know point in that is just write content right <laughs> it's amazing how many sites are out there that just don't have any right and it's recommended to have you know, 250 to 500 words of content on a page, but 400 is, is a pretty good minimum there. Yeah, and I mean, it's really going to depend on your industry. If in your industry nobody has more than 200 words on a page, all you have to do is put 250 words on a page and you've blown them all out of the water. Right. You know, but I think a lot of the time what people have a problem with is they don't know what to write. You know, this is always what we get from clients is, well, what are we going to say? And we don't have anything to write. There's nowhere to put content. And that's not really true. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know about your business that, you know, aren't on your website right now. If you're selling, say, cowboy boots, because cowboy boots are our favorite example around here. And you're selling cowboy boots, then, you know... You know how to check the fit. You know how to wear the jeans. You know what's, you know, wear it with jeans, how, you know, how to break in a new pair of boots. There are all these topics that if you just sit and think about them, you're like, well, but everybody knows that. Everybody knows how to test a pair of... But they don't. And nope. Yeah, exactly. You're an expert because you do... I mean, you're in this business because you know it. And a lot of people, they're out there... I mean, sure, you know people who've been wearing you know cowboy boots since they were knee-high to a grasshopper (laughs) (laughs) it fits with the cowboy boots theme right (laughs) (laughs) hey don't mock my metaphors (laughs) um you know those people yeah sure they're gonna know this stuff it's not gonna matter to them but there are people out there who are coming to your website for the first time and they're gonna read that content they're gonna go oh this is great i can i can feel confident in this purchase and they're gonna go out and they're gonna go ahead and buy from you Right. And, you know, that's great for a user. At the same time, a search engine is going to come and be like, oh, they're talking about cowboy boots. They're talking about fit. They're talking about how to. And these are all the things that search engines are looking for. You know, they're looking for the keywords. They're looking for the research words. And so they're going to be like, this is great. This is clearly a useful site for, you know, our users. And they're going to, you know, promote the site a little bit more. As far as some of the technical aspects, we can look at, uh, you have to include your keywords in several places, your title tags, your other meta tags, your headings, and hyperlinks, and of course, content. <laughs> that, is the, that is the worst part, when people write content and they never use their keyword. I mean... You know, I, Bruce's favorite example in training is always that there's a page and it's about the Ford Mustang and they never use the word Ford Mustang on the page. And, you know, they'll talk about a lot of, a lot of people make the mistake of comparing their product to something. So they talk a lot about whatever they're comparing it to, you know, 
go back to the cowboy boots example, running shoes this, running shoes that. It's not like running shoes because... And then all of a sudden your page is about running shoes in the search engine's eyes when you're supposed to be talking about cowboy boots. You know, you have to look at the words you're using, look at the context you're using them in. That's a pretty dangerous mistake there. Um, and then a lot said about, like, keyword density, etc. But as long as you keep in mind that you're using things naturally and in a way that somebody wouldn't get, like sick by reading it and choking on all your keywords, then you're probably going to be safe. Yeah, there is keyword density, you know, it's one of those things where keep an eye on it, don't, I mean, there's no perfect real keyword density, you know, that's been said for years, everybody agrees on that, but at the same time, if you look at you know, all the sites in your industry and everybody in, the, you know, everybody is talking about it the exact same amount of times. Does it really hurt if you stick it in one more time in order to match up everybody else? You know, this is where uh, competitive research comes in. Seeing what everyone, what the other people who are doing well are doing, you know, and then you match it up. You set yourself equal and then, you know, the search engine can see you're at least as good as these guys. Updating content is also important. You want to keep your stuff fresh, and uh, if you can, um, include new stuff as as uh, as developments happen in your industry, um, because search engines like to see updated content, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, like I said, it's search engines like research words. So if you're updating with content that includes research words, how to do this, you know, where to find that, whatever, those kind of things that people are looking for, you know, it, that, they're in you're more likely to be able to do well in the end. There'll, I mean, there's so much to go into uh, about copywriting, but I really think that it's, it's just a matter of thinking about how people write on the internet. These short, direct sentences, these short paragraphs, people are skimming. You know, right. when you're on the internet, you're just skimming over a page quickly. It's hard to read really dense stuff on a computer screen. Right. And so to that end, it's good probably to use like bullet points. Um, and it's also good to kind of set your um, sections apart with their headings. And it's also good to use like strong uh, tags. Yeah. Strong and bold um, and italics or obviously mm-hmm. great ways to catch the eye. CNN does um, something really interesting, interesting rather. Um, at the top of all of their news stories, they'll include three or four bullet points about what's going on in the story. And they update this as they update the stories, obviously. But it's just a real nice way to be able to glance at it, know exactly what the key points of the story are, and then if you're interested, you can read on. And, I mean, I don't have any metrics on it, but my bet is that people glance at those bullet points and then they read the story based on whether or not they're interested in what happened in the bullet points. Right, and that way you're going to get people, readers, and traffic that's quality. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we are running out of time, which is really too bad because we could talk about that for a while. Um, That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. I also want to remind our listeners to send us questions over at SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. We'd love to hear from you. This is Susan asking you to come back next week for more industry insights and experts. You can also visit SEMSynergy.com for info on this week's guests and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. 